It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Dallas Cowboys were so close to a big win over the Eagles in Week 9. Should you be encouraged or discouraged for the loss? All that and more this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, this is going to be a tough one. The Cowboys lose to the Eagles in Philadelphia 28-23 to in a game that they very easily could have won. The Cowboys had a chance to go take the number one seed in the NFC. Instead, they are at 5-3 and three after eight games. Um, what are just your big takeaways from this loss? I think the biggest thing for me is that, you know, as – as much the terrible part about this losing this game is what you could have won, like what was what was in within reach, right? I, I think you know there have been games that regular season games where the Cowboys have lost that have been more detrimental to their chances. Uh, I mean, this is still a team that is you know close to ninety percent, if not above ninety percent, to make the playoffs. Ninety five point two percent, according to Fan uh, Fanduel, right now. So, I mean, you know, the season's clearly not over. I think this is a similar situation in the sense that, you know, to San Francisco where this was a measuring stick game and, you know, regular season and making the playoffs is not a bar that we're necessarily interested in. That's that's a standard, right? Um, and so, we, you know, we're, we're looking for the next step, right? We're looking for the win on the road against a contender. Like, that's, that's, what, that's what was at stake here. And, and on top of that, you know, obviously you know, the chance to be the number one seed and get home field advantage and all that stuff. It didn't happen, you know, and the Cowboys came up short. We're going to talk about all the reasons why. But as far as, like, you know, how I feel about the team after a loss or how I feel about the team's chances necessarily after, after a loss like this, uh, I think that the Cowboys played really good football on, on Sunday. Uh, I, I'm certainly proud of the way that they went in there and, and played against the Eagles. Um, there were obviously some things that didn't work out. There were some mismatches that that were exploited on both sides of the ball. And there was, you know, a heavy handed referee crew that obviously did some things as well. But I think from the 10,000 foot view of, of what I took away from the game is it's terrible way to lose like that at the end, just coming up just short. Uh, but I, I think that this is a, this represents a step forward from where they were in San Francisco. I do think that this team can get better, uh, but they've got some work to do because they're, I think that we now can identify the couple of really problematic areas that need to be fixed. Yeah, and I actually 
I come away thinking the opposite. Like you got, we're going to talk about Dak in a little bit, but you got a great Dak game. CeeDee Lamb had a career day, 191 yards. Tyron Smith had maybe the best game that we've seen from him in the last half decade. Micah Parsons had a big day and it wasn't enough to get a win. Like you had so many guys have absolutely fantastic performances and you still came up a little short. That's not to say that the Cowboys are chokers or whatever the national media wants to say is, it's just that the team that you're going against here, Philly, is incredibly talented. And, man, you can have such a good day and still come up a little bit short. Yeah. I mean, that's just – that's football, you know? I mean, football is – it's they got an oblong ball, and the ball bounces the other team's way sometimes. And for the Eagles, the ball bounced their way almost every single time, and the Cowboys still only lost by five points on the road to the Eagles. So – yeah. You know, so I, you're, lots you're of more encouraged coming out of this loss than probably I am. I, to me, I guess the reason why I feel discouraged is because of what this loss means for the Cowboys long term, right? Like I, I, I agree with you. The Cowboys played really well, and I think you, there's no way you can come out of that game thinking that Philly and Dallas are tears apart from each other, right? I think that's kind of your point, correct? Yeah, and that this is. I mean, look, I I recognize the importance of what this game meant. Like, there's absolutely no way around that. We shouldn't downplay that. But we should also not downplay that it's we're halfway through the season. Anything can happen. Jalen Hurts could blow out his knee. But, you know, anything can happen. The Cowboys could lose half their starters. I mean, positive or negative, anything can happen. And I guess the point is, is that for me, I needed to see that this team could compete, you know, or at least be in the mix more than what we saw versus San Francisco. I think we saw that. Uh, and I think that, you know, it's, it, it didn't go the way that we want, obviously. And it's, it's not great news in that sense, but in the sense that how the team played and, and, you know, do I think that they have a chance that they play this Philadelphia team in, in the playoffs in Philly? I do, I, I, you know? And so I think that that sense it's positive. It's, it's look, it's complicated emotions when the Cowboys lose to the Eagles. Uh, I think there's tons to be upset about, but I also think that, you know, this is some, a point I was trying to make before we played this game. This is a game where there was more for the Cowboys to win than there was for them to lose. I think, look, we, we they, the Cowboys were in the spot that they were in before this game as well. Now it's just, look, you got to keep your head down and win some games, see how things play out. And, and, and now you've, you've, you've put yourself in a situation where you're going to have to be better in the playoffs than you have been in previous years. That's not a great place to be, but it's, it certainly is. It certainly could be worse. And I, you know, I certainly feel encouraged about the direction of this team. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be enough by the end of the year though. We'll see. They're in a point though now where they really don't control their own destiny in terms of what happens, you know, kind of going into the playoffs, right? Like, you need the Eagles to lose at least one, at least one, probably two more games before they play. Was it four weeks from now? And it's possible. They, they that's do certainly play. possible. It, it's mean, possible. Yeah. But you, that's what you're hoping for. It, it can't just be yeah. the Cowboys win their next four games and, hey, they're fine. You're going to need Philly to, to slip up at least once, maybe two times. Um, and that's just a tough spot to be in because now you – there's no room for error now for the Cowboys, right? Like every game that you're favored in, you have to win. And you now have to probably upset some teams later on in the season, whether that's Miami and Miami, Buffalo and Buffalo. Uh, and you're going to have to beat the Eagles just to give yourself a chance at winning the NFC East, you know, later on in the season. Yeah. But again, like 
threading that needle is about getting the first the number one seed in the NFC East. Like the Cowboys will still be there. It's going to be a tough road either way. So they should just need to put their head down and work at this point. You know, I, I think they've lost the opportunity to look at the box score and to look at the, you know, the standings. They just got to go in and start winning football games. And, you know, the NFL will sort itself out. And you're right. Like in the sense that they've lost, they've lost that control. They certainly have lost their, the control over where their seating is. Yeah. But, I, but it feels still pretty certain that the Cowboys are likely they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, like you said, 95%. Yeah. On FanDuel right now, they're minus, yeah, minus 2000 to make the playoffs. It gives them an implied probability of, uh, yeah, 95.24% chance. Um, Plus, what an exercise here. Go look at, try to find three NFC wildcard teams. If you you think the Cowboys aren't going to make it, Seattle just got the doors blown off from them. They they have a stretch where they play. uh, It's home San Francisco, at Dallas, at San Francisco, at Philadelphia. That's four game Mm -hmm. stretch. They could easily lose all four. And then Mm -hmm. you're talking about like, Minnesota with Josh Dobbs, the mm-hmm. Rams who are three and five right now, the Packers who haven't scored 20 points on offense in any game this year, Washington who is four and five and just traded away their two best edge rushers. Like the Cowboys are going to be, be in the playoffs. That's that much is for certain. It's just how hard is their road to the Super Bowl going to be this year? I, I've got a feeling it's going to be pretty difficult. Yeah. And I guess that's, that's, you know, this has always been my stance is that, it's not supposed to be easy. <laughs> like I, you'd like for it to be easier. You'd like, well, to be I mean, to I'd like to have the row that Philly game. had last year where you played Daniel Jones and then a backup or a, a running back playing quarterback. That that would be an ideal situation. Yeah. But you know, even then they still lost. So, you know, it's like the ball's going to bounce the way the ball's going to bounce. Like, I think the Cowboys have just, they got it. Look, they've lost the opportunity. Like you said, they lost the opportunity to control their own destiny, yep. but we're still probably, we're still very likely to make the playoffs. So, as long as they continue to stack wins and maybe improve on this team, you know, anything can happen in the playoffs. Look, uh, Philly played a, a running back in the quarterback in That's the NFC Championship game. Anything Christian can McCaffrey. happen. Yeah. Anything uh, can happen. Let's let's talk about one of the most encouraging things to come out of this game, and that would be Dak Prescott next. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It is so easy to create a job post on LinkedIn Jobs. All you have to do is add your job and then the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience that you so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash lockdown NFL. That is LinkedIn.com slash lockdown NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live each Friday. Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel, Host Tanisha Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchups, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and so much more. Plus, get in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Lana, let's talk about Dak Prescott. If there's one thing to be really encouraged about coming out of this game is that Dak Prescott continues to play really, really well against the Eagles. And if you want to extend this out a little bit more, over the last three games, kind of outside of that San Francisco game, he's played Austin this year. Like He looks like a significantly better quarterback than what we saw at any point last year. Yeah, I mean, I think he's, you know, he's kind of taken that that trajectory that we've seen these last few weeks and continued it. He played an incredible game last night. I mean, it, <laughs> the thing that made me get off Twitter last night were all the people complain, all the Cowboys fans complaining about the way Dak played last night. I mean, just it's just beyond the pale at this point. Like he 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 played fantastic throughout the game. Uh, had was a throwing for I think it was more than eight and a half yards per attempt. Eight point eight, yeah, eight and a half yards like, per attempt. Like three, like. Three almost 350 yards uh, uh, passing, and and I just you know and and multiple times when the game felt like it was out of reach and the Cowboys had to you know go down the length of the field to score, like he was able to put them in scoring position. Um, Five drops you know, by the Cowboys receivers certainly didn't help. Absolutely not. And you know, look, he, he did he have a perfect game? Absolutely not. That he slipped on the two point version, uh, two point conversion that that put his foot out of bounds. Um, you know, he he. If you want to call him missing Ferguson on that fourth and eight play, I can understand that. Though I think he was going through the normal progression, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So that's uh, not a bad. It's just he missed the guy that was open. That happens a lot. Yeah. But yeah, obviously, I, I think Dak would like to have that play back. But it's not like he threw an interception there or anything like that. I think this. I think honestly, the worst play that he had of the game was taking that sack. You know, and and, and you, which we just, can even debate. I, I don't know how you avoid that sack when it happens that quickly. Yeah. I mean, it happened so fast that it's tough, but I feel like you have to find a way to avoid yeah. getting rid of uh, getting that sack. That sack, you know, puts you in a spot where, you know, time time was already your problem, but distance became an issue, and yeah. and 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 you can't. It was too hard to fight against both at the end of the game like that. So, but outside of that, like I thought, Dak was masterful. I think Dak played winning football. Um, you know, so I, I, yeah, I, I that and again, I think that's part of the reason that. I, you know, I, I, I'm encouraged by this because part of the stuff that we, you know, we, we've been wanting to see is can Dak, you know, get up for these big games and, and, and not feel like over excited and over jittery. And I felt like out, you know, outside of that first drive, I think they went three and out. Um, I think after that Dak looked fantastic through the rest of the game. And, and, and I, that gives me very encouraging feelings about 
you know, what's going to happen for the rest of the season and hopefully into the playoffs. I love that he used his legs sparingly when they needed to. There was a drive where there was three straight deck runs, which yeah. is kind of, and they got a yeah. first down on that drive. That's and right. it kind of just got things going. Uh, he was able to move around the pocket. He was able to get outside the pocket and make some throws to CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. I thought he was really good. Like I'd give him like an A minus. There's a couple a couple plays that you wish you wish you could take back. Maybe you try to throw the ball a little bit more up the field to Schoonmaker on that touchdown. Um, but you're really picking nits there. When you're talking about like ball placement to make sure that he gets into the the end zone, like Dak played really, really well. And I that is to me the most encouraging thing is you feel like if the Cowboys get the opportunity to play Philadelphia in Philadelphia, Dak is not afraid of this defense. In fact, he torches this defense whenever he plays it. The last two games, he's got like 850 yards and seven touchdowns against the Eagles. And it's pretty clear that he feels comfortable throwing the ball against the secondary. Yeah, and, and I have to imagine that that secondary isn't going to get any better between now and a month from now. So no, we're only um, get older. It's a pretty yeah. old secondary to begin with. Which, yeah, which really showed, I think, at different points during the game. But so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think if you were to make a list, right, of all the reasons that the Cowboys lost and then all the reasons that the Cowboys almost won, Dak wouldn't be on the list of the reasons that Cowboys lost, as far as I'm concerned. And he would be the top of the list of why they almost won, unless you wanted to have a separate category for CeeDee Lamb, you know, elevating into God-tier mode. Well, Uh, we we should talk about CeeDee Lamb because – the what last game, man. Well, it's been the last three games, and it just feels like he's gotten to a point now where you need to get him 12, 13 targets a game because he's open all the time, and he's just so dynamic with the ball after the catch. He's, I thought he was fantastic last year. He's leveled up this year to a way that I, I maybe I didn't even expect. Yeah, I mean, I think, in, you know, I, I think that – he he ended up getting something close to that kind of targeting, right? Like I think it was four. He had sixteen targets. targets. Yeah, sixteen targets. I mean, you know, and 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 it worked. I mean, they had he had close to one hundred ninety-one. I think it was one hundred ninety-one total yards, yeah. just passing, receiving yards. Uh, yeah, and just was open all day, no matter who was covering him, uh, no matter you know where they were on the field, was just open. Uh, and so yeah, I, I, and I think the other aspect too that we you know, we've mentioned that has started to really come on is Ferguson has really yeah. started to elevate his game. And I think that that's really made for a, a lot of uh, uh, availability to kind of have open receivers on, on, in big third and fourth downs, which is that continued to convert at an incredibly high rate. Yeah. I think where we're going to see, you know, some issues and we'll talk about Terrence. We'll have a whole section about offensive line, honestly. But I think where where we're, we're going to see issues is that the Cowboys need to find another body, another receiver. Like either Cooks has got to stand up permanently. Tolbert's got to go ahead and take his step and be ready to be that guy now. And I, I mean, I'm just not going to count Gallup at this point. I just don't think you can get any kind of consistency out of Gallup. Now, now Gallup did make a couple of big plays late in the game to kind of salvage that bad drop that he had. Yes. I, he drew the pass interference. He had a big catch on fourth down. But if the consistency is just like you, you can't rely on him, you know? Yeah. Like that's why – I think it needs to be more of a wide receiver four role with him at this point. Uh, and Tolbert just maybe needs to be elevated to give it, given his shot. So I also wonder Landon, like I wonder if there's too many people in this offense 
Not that I'm, I, I'm not saying like you need to cut too many mouths to feed. Is too many is? mouths to feed. It's almost like they Dak is better off when he just has like two guys that he really trusts, and that's just who the ball goes to all the time. We see this with like Matt Stafford. Stafford is a perfect example of this. He finds the two targets that he loves. He goes to those guys in every situation. You got to find a way to stop those guys. I wonder if all this rotating between Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup and Jalen Tolbert and Kevontae Turpin, who actually had a touchdown in this game, if it's almost too many players and it's too hard to develop a really strong connection with anybody else with just this rotating cast of receivers opposite of CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, I just – I don't know if if like – I don't know if they need another like – it just feels like they need another reliable body, right? Another yeah. guy, another person who can be, because I think you're right that they have guys that can go out there and, and make plays, but they need like another reliable pass catcher that is just going to, you know, be a, a guy who's not going to drop the ball on third yeah. down. Do you know who they need? I, I mean, they need their version of Patrick Creighton, right? Like yeah. somebody in a big situation. Yeah, a guy who knows to get open and catch the ball, right? Yes, like, and you don't get, need to give that guy nine targets a game, but when he gets his five targets, he's going to catch all five passes. For the Bengals, this is Tyler Boyd, right? Like, yeah. hey, we know Tyler Boyd's not a featured part of our offense, but when we need him, he's going to step up and make a play, and that's just what they haven't found opposite of C.D. Lamb this year. Landon, we I, we got to talk about the offensive line because, I mean, there were some really, really bright spots on Sunday yeah. There was also one glaring hole. We will talk about that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $100 in, or $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. If you think the Cowboys are going to battle back and win the NFC East, I think they're plus 375 right now on FanDuel. This is the, the lowest their odds have been uh, all year, basically. Uh, not a bad time to bet on them if you think they're going to win their next four games. Uh, visit FanDuel.com slash SlotDon and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Lena, let's talk about the offensive line. I'm going to be positive before I get real (laughs) negative. Tyron Smith had a throwback game. And this is why when everybody on Twitter says, oh, the Cowboys need to cut Tyron, they need to move on from Tyron because of the injuries. It's these games is exactly why you don't do that. He had 57 pass blocking snaps, did not allow a single pressure. I thought he was absolutely incredible. Yeah. And it was one of those games where, (laughs) you know, even from the broadcast tape, uh, uh, there were, there were moments where I was like, oh my God, look at Tyron. (laughs) Like, you know, like I think there was that, uh, the, I keep trying to remember. It was like a deep pass on the left hand side. It may have been the, one of the touchdowns 
uh, and Tyron had just shut down that whole left side, and yeah. it was just incredible to watch. And so, yeah, that's after not I, practicing all week, by the way. Yeah, and and and, and you know, it's it's also like you know, what questioning whether or not he was going to play up until, uh, you know, yeah. late yesterday. Cause so. the only thing he did was the walkthrough, which leads me to my next question. Should Tyron Smith even practice? Like just, just suit him up for the games. Yeah. I, 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 I think we say that, but honestly, like the, I, I think there is a difference when he does practice. Like, I think it, oh, it yeah. really does help him. Uh, but at this point, like if it's a question of whether he plays or not, and, 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 and I mean, then don't, I'd rather have I, that I just, Tyron Smith I, well, no practice than, than you know. I, I just wonder with injury. him going. I just wonder with him going forward if he should be like, you're not going to practice on Wednesdays. Thursdays you're going to be very limited, and you're going to go through the walkthrough stuff on Friday, Saturday. But like, we're just we're not taking a chance of you getting hurt in practice. You know, they have that you know those those giant inflatable balls that you can get into and yeah. like roll around the water. That's what they have him practice in on Thursday, yeah. right? The bubble boy. Yeah, I mean, again, again, I think he played fantastic, and I and what your sentiment is exactly right. Like every single time anyone says Tyron's too old, let's get rid of him. It's time to move on. He puts a game up like this, and he shows you no, that's not the no, case. No. You need to try to find a way to keep him healthy because he's it's worth it. So, um, and then I think we have to also mention that Tyler Smith also played an incredible game uh, against Jalen Carter. I think he only gave up one pressure. It was at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, and then outside of that was just, you know, uh, dominant was just, it, it was able to kind of seal up what is a very good defensive interior pass rushing group. Um, you know, and I think that it's worth mentioning just how great the Smiths played on the left side. Yeah. Honestly, Terrence Steele. Um, <laughs> this was brutal. I mean, you knew it was going to take some time for Terrence Steele to come back from the, the major knee injury, but you were hoping by the time he got to midseason that he would start to work, you know, into shape and stuff. But yesterday was one of the worst tackle performances I've seen from a Cowboy since Chaz Green in 2017. Uh, according to PFF, 12 pressures, seven hurries, four sacks, pass blocking grade of 15 on the year. He is the second lowest graded tackle, only behind Evan Neal of the Giants. Like he's been a massive liability for Dallas in the first half of the season. Yeah, I mean, to be fair to, to Terrence, like Green was playing a very average Atlanta pass rush. This yes. was a very good pass rush. It, the it was, but you can't. But absolutely, no. I mean, look, that's a problem. I mean, it's not. It's not even just a problem. It's like something they got to fix. Like they can't continue to have him playing like this and look that he just signed a big deal i i i i I do think i do believe in terrence Steele in the long-term future of this i i what i think is going on right now is that he's just not 100 percent, and he's overcompensating and not with his with bad technique and uh i think it's it's snowballing for him in a way that it, it just it just is and i i think they have to consider thinking about moving him off the line of scrimmage for a while and just, I mean, on the bench for a little while. I just, just I, multiple weeks to get his body right and settle down. I mean, it's still the point where here's the issue. He was getting beat so quickly inside yesterday that it was disrupting the whole offense. And Dak was having to scramble out. And it's not a totally new thing for Terrence Steele. He's never been elite as a pass protector, but what he has been elite as a run blocker. And it's kind of been a, a trade-off that the Cowboys have been worth. They were okay with it because he was such a devastating run blocker. Now he's not opening up the holes in the run game either. And now he's just becoming a problem for you. 
Yeah, I mean that's the thing is that you're you're you nailed it. Is that it's he's used to being a, a, an okay average, you know, you know, passable uh, uh, pass Passable, blocker. yeah. And and now that the the run game aspect has just fallen so far off, it, it's 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 made it even worse, right? Like his 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 pass protection is worse than it's ever been. Obviously, like that's yeah. that's that much is clear. But then on top of that, like he's also pa- run blocking worse than he ever has been before. So I, I, that's why I think it's you know it's not like you know uh, uh, it's not a situation where he's he's like. Uh, having a bad season or, or not playing with technique. Like he's, he's not right. He's clearly just not right. You know? So I think the Cowboys have got to figure out like, is this something that actually is going to correct itself? Would moving him off the, uh, the, the starter starting lineup for a little while, help him kind of gather himself or get his body at least caught up so that he can kind of get back in his technique. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I definitely would, I think, I think that's going to be something that I'm definitely going to take some time and like, really deep dive into uh you know with this tape is just kind of figure out where the issue is is the issue hand placement is is it is that he's not athletic enough because of his knee or or is it because a combination of these things like it's it's frustrating the the hard part is let's say you you, the cowboys reach the conclusion that okay we need to sit him down for three weeks just to get him healthy and then let's kind of reevaluate when we get you know after thanksgiving or whatever I'm, i'm just making this up do you play chuma yudoga over there at right tackle, I mean, I listen. I think Udoga's having a nice season, but I'm not sure if it's if it's that much of an upgrade. If you're not just better off keeping Terrence Steele and letting him figure things out, plus you kind of need Udoga to be your backup swing tackle, be, or to be your swing tackle because of Tyron's injury history. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's any good solutions here other than hope things get better. Well, I think they have to figure out what the issue is, right? Like, if this is a case where he really does need, like, you know, some extra rest to kind of get his feet underneath him, then, then I think it does make sense to have Chuma go in, especially yeah, if it's a, if it's an injury thing where they clearly think he could get better in three weeks because of an injury. I'm all for it. Well, especially look look at the schedule that's coming up for the next three games, right? You're about to fe- face that whole brutal Thanksgiving turnaround situation. You're playing the Giants and the Panthers, right? Like, no offense to those teams, but I feel like if you needed to get, if you needed to try to win a football game against the J- Giants and the Panthers with Chuma Doga at right right tackle, you could probably get away with it, right? So, uh, I think if if those are situations that would actually help him, like. I think you, you know, for, from a physical standpoint, I think it makes sense. But if this is just like, he's not playing well and he's just having bad technique issues, yeah, then maybe just keeping him out there and hoping that he works through it is the best solution. But I, I, either way, I think there needs to be improvement at the right tackle spot and the Cowboys got to find it somehow. It's not great right now for Terrence Steele. We're going to be breaking down this game all week long. We're going to go over our all 22 notes on Tuesday. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm sure we'll find lots of different uh, little things in the notes. We've got questions coming up on Wednesday. Crossover show with Patricia Trainer on Thursday. That'll make you feel better, I promise. That's right. He's playing the Giants. the Giants will make you feel better, the, I promise. Daniel Jones just got the, just announced that he lost yeah. his ACL, and, and, and the Giants were already bad with Daniel Jones. Yeah. So you've got that to look forward yeah. to. Uh, go check out the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Go check out the show on YouTube. Follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we will see you right back here tomorrow.
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.